Welcome to the Entre Pastors Podcast. This show helps pastors think, act, and thrive as prosperous entrepreneurs. And now, here are your hosts, Les Hughes and John Sanders. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Entre Pastors Podcast. My name is John Sanders, one of the co-hosts here, along with my friend Les Hughes. Les, how you doing today, buddy? I'm good, John. Good to see you, my man. Yeah, good to have you back. So you were traveling last week. Everything go good with you? <laughs> yeah, it was great. We had an awesome time with with great friends, but I'm so glad to be back. Yeah, man. Ready good to, to go. Good to have you back on the podcast. It's just not the same. It's lonely in this studio without you. So <laughs> even though I'm always alone in my studio, but Hey, Les, we've got a great interview lined up that we're going to share with the audience today. A while back, you and I had the privilege to have a conversation with Brian and Victoria Menninger. And uh, you want to just give a little bit of an introduction to who they are and how we know them, like they're an incredible couple. So how, how did we come across these they people? Are, well, they are. Uh, Victoria is a member of our mastermind, the one that we have in common, and we met her uh, through those relationships, but they are a special, special couple in so many ways, have a ministry background. Um, they, they love the Lord. They love the Lord's people, but they also um, are, are really ministering in a unique way in the marketplace. John, they yeah. have a very successful company in their own right. Uh, in fact, it's kind of unusual that Victoria, I don't know if we get into this much in our conversation, but Victoria until like just the last couple of weeks was actually the CEO of the company and, uh, Brian worked for her Yeah, and now they've had, they've had some changes in, in their life, but man, this, this is a special couple and, uh, everybody that's listening, you're going to see that real quickly. Yeah. One last thing I'll say before we cut to the interview, just so our, just to kind of give some context, I want the pastors listening to this, to know that this is a couple that used to be in pastoral ministry they are still in ministry. It's just in the marketplace now. They Part of their story is a transition out of pastoring. And in the backstage portion of the, of the show, Victoria is going to share a lot in more detail about uh, a real dark season of depression that she went through. And certainly the, the pastoral weight of ministry was a contributor to that in many ways. And uh, so the reason I want pastors to know that, not that we're encouraging all of you to go quit your uh, pastoral ministry today or your job in, in pastoring, but to, again, for some of you, just to know there is hope and ministry beyond ministry, if that makes sense. And, uh, you know, two meetings back with our mastermind, Les, when, when Victoria was sharing just some of the wins of their businesses, when I'm hearing about the people they're serving in their community and in the marketplace, like they're doing ministry to people that will not step foot into a church this Sunday, likely, you know, and yet they're, they're meeting Jesus through the lives of Brian and Victoria and through the business that they've created. And so there is valid ministry that takes place out in the marketplace. So I think some of that, that theme will come out in this too. No question. And John, it's not an exaggeration to say that there is life transformation taking place because of their, their witness and their actions in the marketplace. Absolutely. That's, that's absolutely an accurate statement. Absolutely. Well, without any further ado, we're excited to share this conversation we had recently with Brian and Victoria Menninger. Guys, check this out. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the Entree Pastor Podcast. We have two really special guests today. We want to introduce you to Brian and Victoria Menninger. Folks, welcome to the show. 
Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks, well, I'm guys. here. I'm here with my co-host and partner in crime, John Sanders. John, great to see you, my man. Yeah, likewise. And uh, looking forward to the conversation. You guys have a really interesting story, and uh, I can't wait to unpack that with our audience today. It is, and it's it's really unique in so many ways. So we, you know, primarily our our listeners and the people that are in our tribe have either have some sort of ministry background, you know, and they're people of faith, they're followers of Christ, and they specifically have a sense of calling, not only necessarily in the uh, church as an employee, church employee world, but also just in man what in what they're doing, you know, and had. Usually it has a kingdom purpose. Many times it's uh, serving people and and serving them. Uh, you know, as we do our stuff, we do it as unto the Lord. And your story, uh, Victoria and Brian, is so unique because you have been church planters and you've been involved in in a in a real uh, unique way in in making that transition out of church ministry world and into the marketplace. So would you just take us back to the the early days of that, maybe when y'all were a little bit younger couple and uh, in church planning world, and then what that began to look like as you made the transition out? Would you just share your story with folks and also please let everybody know what it is that you do, your business, I mean. All right, Victoria, why don't you kick this off? <laughs> I was going to throw it to you. Oh, gracious. Um, yeah, so we, um, well, we, first of all, we've been married for 25 years, um, but most of those years um, have been probably in some kind of ministry or another, whether it was youth ministry at first or whatever. We, all, we also have four daughters um, who are now, we are now empty nesters. We just, nice. our last one just went to college and stuff. And so, uh, but we were a ministry family. And, um, and then I guess, Brian, you'll have to jump in here and fill in some details, but you were a senior pastor of a church plant. Um, we were pastoral couple for about six years in a church plant and then left that church plant and Brian resigned from there and we moved back home and from where we were at. And then we moved into um, building another business again. So that's a really short version. But what we do now is we have a residential construction company that we, um, we build outdoor structures for. Uh, for clients and such. So patios, pergolas, that sort of thing, helping people kind of get reconnected to the outdoors and their space and their families. Uh, But for us, more importantly, um, the business is not just about what we build, but more importantly, you know, we build really cool stuff, but we, we really strive to build our people and our community um, and those, those around us. And for us, we really do see our work um, as kingdom work, as work that we're doing, uh, trying to do unto the Lord. So that's a really quick snapshot, Brian. I don't know if you want to jump in and anything I missed there. Yeah, I think, I mean, for me, it's been a journey of trying to kind of understand some of the uniqueness of how I've been created with, you know, not only a calling and passion for ministry, but also for entrepreneurship in the workplace. And, um, you know, some of the journey that Victoria described was, um, I don't know if those were trials or those were, you know, trial runs or if those were learning experiences or um, even just, you know, younger as we kind of find our way Mm. of trying to figure out, you know, what that looked like. Um, So, for example, when we were church planning, I was a bivocational pastor at the time. I thought that was the solution. 
Uh, for me, that was not a good solution because I don't do anything halfway. So that just ended up being two, two really full-time gigs. Um, but, um, but today there's, there's a lot of, a lot of peace in the, the place we've kind of found ourselves in um, and that God has led us, you know, is, is a place of a lot of, uh, a lot of fulfillment, feel like a lot of impact and, um, and, and so forth. So that uh, we enjoy. Well, those are a couple of really great topics. I'd like to dig into a little bit more and, and John, you feel free to, to jump in there whenever you, you'd like. So here's the uh, question I want to ask because, uh, or get you to speak into, because I know a lot of our folks, this is where they are. It's one thing to have some time and sort of build an off ramp and have be bitten by that entrepreneurial bug early on and then transition out of, say, out of a vocational ministry or as a church employee. But it's another thing to just kind of be shoved off the cliff and you've got to, you've got to fly, you know, you, you're, you're the eaglet, you've been pushed out of the nest and it's, and it's fly or die. So hearing your, a little bit of your story, it, it, it sounds as if it was a little bit of fly or die. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at some level, maybe. Yeah. So I am. Um be um yeah so i resigned from the pastorate and also resigned from my job so at the same time pretty much and so um that's probably part of what made it fly or die for us but um both pieces were um were just you know there was enough understanding that this wasn't quite the right fit and we were to go a different direction. They were kind of independent decisions, but they happened to coincide. And so there was kind of a stretch, at least for me, where um, I just kind of freelanced for a while um, with the skills that I had. Um, we had had a previous construction company before the great recession um, yeah. um, back um, when we were in youth ministry. And so, um, so yeah, so I kind of freelanced for a while and then, and then um, God kind of opened the door for me to um, take a position with a company that ultimately kind of started the steps that led to us uh, launching launching this one. So, um, but yeah, so it it was a little bit of both, I guess, um, sure. from that standpoint. Um, when when we started church planting. Um, I, I was actually running the first construction company that we had started and thought that was going to be my bivocational gig, then the um, which would have given me a little more flexibility for the church plant. Then the Great Recession happened and that company closed. And so then I ended up, you know, um, having to kind of make make ends meet with with a full time full time job. So, you know, I was talking to a pastor yesterday who is needing to transition out of where he is. He's uh, 56 and we we're hearing this story more and more like we it's happening all the time. And we just talk to a fraction, you know, of the people. So one of the things it seems is that, that people struggle with is they want to make sure that when they make that transition, they get it right. And if I could just, people can't see us. So I'll, if I were using air quotes, I would use them right there. I think people, there's a lot at stake. People don't think that they can afford to sort of figure it out as they go. But having known you all for a couple of years, I know that you've pivoted some and that your your marketplace life now looks different than it did back then. 
So would you just talk to that person who is, is maybe anxious or uncertain because they think that they've got to nail it right out of the box or else they'll just stay stuck where they are having a sense that they really shouldn't be there? Yeah, I, I think it, and I understand that feeling in that sense, you know, you want to get it right. You don't want to step out of something you've known and into something maybe you don't know for a lot of different reasons. Um, but I think in our experience, what I've finally come to realize and learn is very rarely do you know if you're going to get it right. You can That's go right. with a sense, you can go with, you know, kind of, uh, you know, some counsel, that sort of thing. But sometimes getting it right is simply taking the next step. Um, into where you feel like is the right direction. And so, you know, what we have today, what we're doing today in the marketplace and in construction, we could not have seen it six years ago when we, when, when we were kind of getting started and going. And even before that, when we were stepping out of ministry, because our step out of ministry um, centers around not only Brian's story, but my own story. Um, I was coming out of a long season of, uh, or coming out of a season of severe depression, um, when we left the ministry. And so that's my own story there as well. And so a lot of my direction was clouded by just a lot of stuff I was carrying from those ministry days and that sort of thing. And so it got to be, it was hard to know, is this the right thing? But one of the things that I think that I know for myself that whenever I'm trying to make a decision into the next thing, you know, spending time obviously in prayer and doing those kind of things, but asking the Lord, what is just the next step? What, what is the right next thing to do? And then just doing that and trusting that the next one will open up. And, and that's a hard place to be. That's not easy. I will never say it's easy. Um, it doesn't feel practical because we want to have it all figured out. Um, but sometimes uh, the things that we think we're going to get figured out or the direction we think is going to go lands up changing anyway. And so if we go for uh, with the mindset of, okay, in this season, this is what I'm going to do. I, I just find that there's a lot more um, peace for me when I approach it that way, than trying to figure the next five years out. Cause that's right. really hard to do. <laughs> and that's, that's a lot of wisdom in that. Yeah. And if, if I can jump in on something there, the, um, you may not get it right. And I hate to break it to you, but <laughs> that's the entrepreneurial yeah. journey. And it. it doesn't really matter whether you get it right or not. Now I, I hate this. Uh, it, uh, that sounds a little crass, but, um, you know, God is bigger than our mistakes and his purposes are greater than our mistakes. And trust me, you're, I'm standing with a guy that's made a lot of them and, and I've seen God work in spite of them. And I've seen God use them to teach me things and, and help me along that journey. And so I think a lot of times, you know, yes, we plan, you know, you know, scripture says, you know, man makes his plans, but God orders his steps. There's two pieces there. God's ordering our steps, but we also plan, but we've got to hold it with open hands and understand that the only security is Jesus. The security ain't that salary from a church or anywhere else. The security isn't in entrepreneurship. You know, um, there, there's no security in this life outside of Jesus. And so if we're trying to make sure that we've got it all figured out till we get it right, or it's, uh, we, we have a foolproof plan, you know, that's just a recipe to have it blown up in your face anyway. So, um, so yeah, we need to plan. We need to think, we need to use the wisdom that God gave us, but also understand that, that we may not get it right, but that doesn't mean that we weren't supposed to go anyway. Hey, if you're at a place where you can write down a couple of takeaways, 
I wouldn't wait until the podcast is over to do it. I would stop and write two down right now. One is that God is bigger than your mistakes. And then, you know, you don't have to have it all figured out. You know, you're on a journey. And the real, the real joy of our life in Christ is not in reaching the destination. The joy is in the journey and what happens along the way. So that's mm-hmm. so well said, Brian. I, I appreciate you weighing in on that. You know, normally when we have these conversations, we, uh, we mentioned to you all just before the, uh, we hit record that we, we do like to provide some backstage content for people that want to go a little bit deeper. And normally during our conversations, something emerges that would make some good backstage uh, fodder. And, I, and I, what I'd like to do, Victoria, is uh, if it's all right with you, once we just for somebody that's um, looking for something like this, I would like to t- you to tell a little bit about your your journey and some of what you went through. And I want you to talk about before we end this part of the podcast, I want you to mention your book and how people can get a, a hold of it, because I know that you've told your story in that form and it's very, very good. And I know that we have some people that would that would benefit by knowing your story. And we can talk about this more a little later in that backstage part if it fits anybody and uh, what they want to uh, listen to. The reason I'm saying that is because I know the emo- some of the emotions especially mm-hmm. the emotions of our uh, for those pastors that are listening for your wife they deal with yeah. some matters that you and I don't deal with and vice mm-hmm. versa but there's a part of that journey that somebody it takes someone who's been through it to really speak into it so if it's okay with you Victoria a little mm-hmm. later on we'll get into some of that part of it okay yeah absolutely well i've got a question that kind of uh uh, goes right along with that. And when I heard your story earlier this fall, uh, Brian and Victoria, I got the sense that when you transitioned into more of an entrepreneurial ministry, and I do want to, in a minute, talk about some of the, the real ministry, the people impact that you're having through your business. But I get the sense that even though it's in a really, seems to be in a really good place today, when you made that transition out of ministry, out of pastoral ministry, it came at a real low moment. Like uh, you already mentioned your your depression story, uh, Victoria, but I want to just talk to you a little bit about the mindset because I got the sense, and maybe you can fill in some of the details, but just I got the picture of a couple that, and it's a sadly, it's a common story in pastoral ministry. It's that pastoral couple that is just you know, chewed up and spit out. They are just overworked, underpaid, and they, they're, they're over it. They've, they're, they have no, nothing left in the tank. And I get the sense that you guys were in that place, you know, both from a ministry standpoint and financial standpoint. So I'd love to hear kind of your mindset of transitioning away from, you know, quote unquote ministry into just a, a job. you know, like what, what you had to go through in your own uh, thinking to overcome some of those voices that might be saying, "Well, man, you're you're leaving ministry to go do something in the marketplace," or did was that a struggle for you? For me, it was just like you described. It was God. I can't do this anymore. That was, you know, it was. You've given me, and I and I remember kind of my prayer during that time in terms as it related to my work because that's you know that's what we're talking about here with ministry or, or, or the marketplace, it's our work is God, you know, I'm passion. I have a passion for ministry. I have a passion for business and I can't do two things. And somehow you got to bring this together for me, you know, and, and I had no idea what that looked like. 
I had I didn't know if I was going to end up in some. I mean, I applied with parachurch organizations and all kinds of things because I just had no idea what that could look like. Um, I knew it wasn't what I was doing, and and I also knew that with where you know what Victoria mentioned, the place that she was at, um, the bulk of my energy needed to go into caring for her. And, um, and so just had to trust that God was going to help us get through, um, financially one way or the other. And so, um, that was really where I was at. Um, and this, this company was not on the radar at all at that point in time. I, I thought my entrepreneurial days were dead and behind me, honestly. So, Hmm. so that's kind of where I was at. I think Victoria, you can probably get into yours a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think what definitely when we left ministry, we we needed to leave ministry. We were not in a healthy place anymore. I was not in a healthy place anymore. Um, but I remember I grew up in the church, and so I had only known one way of ministry, right? And so it you know, there was a lot of guilt for leaving the church and the work and yeah. all of that. But I just knew that if I didn't, that I may not be here next year type of thing. Like, and I just knew that it was taking a toll on our family. And so I I know for myself, when I first left that left ministry, there was a lot of anger and there was a lot of frustration at at the Lord, uh, at church, at people just in general. And I had to work through a lot of that kind of thing. But um, a lot of it was just, I just, we just needed some time to heal and gather our family as a, you know, we have, like I said, four daughters, but it was rough. I mean, we were at the bottom. We, um, you know, when we left ministry, we moved from where we were at back home, what we call home. And we were functionally homeless for a while. I mean, we lived with parents and with family because we couldn't afford to stay in place of our own. Um, and so there was a lot of just hard work in front of us to get back up on our feet to, to do that. And it, there was a wrestling that had to happen. There was a wrestling that had to happen with the Lord and with myself and Brian and I had to wrestle through a lot of things, but then we had to make a decision what we were going to do next. Were we going to sit in our anger and our bitterness and our, and all of those things, or were we going to work at healing and then saying, okay, God, what is the next step? And his next steps were kind of surprising. It's probably not like Brian said, it was not on our radar to go back into entrepreneurial stuff. Cause we had, we've been entrepreneurial ever since we've been married. Uh, we're both kind of wired that way. And so that wasn't an unusual path for us, but it wasn't a path we were thinking we would take. Um, it's just the doors that started opening. That's awesome. One of the things that I heard just loud and clear when you guys were sharing your story earlier this fall, um, was how much impact you're having in the lives of people through your business. And again, this is just something that we reiterate often through this podcast is that ministry can look like a lot more than just standing behind a pulpit inside the four walls of a church. And, you know, when you guys started telling stories, uh, Victoria, especially when you were sharing stories about just some of the real life people that uh, you're impacting in and through your business, it's like, those are those are church stories, man. I mean, those are successful gospel stories, and it's it's real ministry. So um, you don't have to share every last one, but do you mind just sharing a few of your favorites that come to mind? Just some ways that through your marketplace ministry, you've had an impact in the lives of people. Yeah, sure. So uh, just a little bit of background. So, like we said, we run a construction company, and it started out as just myself, and then Brian. 
and we're up to 45 staff now. Wow. Um, and one of our hearts for, so we become a much larger uh, community of, of workers um, together. Uh, you know, and when we started, what I remember thinking is like, if I ever run a company where I have, you know, employing people, I want them to know that they are cared for. Um, we want to take care of our people well, because Brian and I have both worked for folks that have taken care of us well, that have taken care of our family. And so, and we also wanted to just be the hands and feet of Christ and, and, and care for people well. And so uh, part of what we do here is we kind of try to take a training model when it comes to construction and, and what we're doing and inviting people in that maybe want to learn the trade of, of construction, or maybe they're folks that are you know, coming out of a rough space, maybe they're coming out of prison, or maybe um, they just hit bottom, and they just need a place to start over or whatever, um, pr- pr- providing an environment that is um, work that they can enjoy, but be life transfer, transfer, transforming, sorry, transforming as well. But also um, work that helps them to get back up on their feet. Uh, and so we do, we have some folks that um, maybe they came to us because they were starting at the bottom again, maybe they um, came out of prison and they just need a place to get started. And so we've have some folks that, yeah, that, um, have been with us for a couple of years. They've just slowly been getting back up on their feet and, and that's great. Um, Brian, any other stories that kind of come to mind specifically that you can think of? Yeah, I think, I mean, part of what comes to mind too, is just, you know, you know, ministry is, you know, just, sharing the love of Jesus with people and, and helping them draw closer to him and, and serving and loving them well. And in the workplace, one of the things that happens is, is that we're together a good chunk of the week. And so life happens. I mean, people lose loved ones, family members get sick, people get sick themselves. Um, you know, relationships change, breakups happen. There's all kinds of things that happen in life. And so um, just being together and being faithfully present gives us the opportunity to be there and be a support and care and, and, and serve when, um, when those things happen. And so uh, we've had all kinds of crises that have gone on through this place. And I, I don't know that I really feel like I can talk about those specifically here. Sure, that's fine. Sometimes it's just as simple as something happens and you say, okay, can I, can I pray for you? And let's do it right now. And, and we have done that many, many times um, through the years in many different situations. Yeah, or there's even times where, you know, a team member you know, something happened with their housing situation or whatever, and they just need help finding resources and to get back up on their feet in that way. And so just to be uh, available to help them do those kind of things. What I, I guess what I find is that when we work really hard to help people, when we help to meet their felt needs, the things that really matter in that moment, whether it's housing or food or, or just care of their families, um, they have much more receptive to um, to conversation. You know, when we try to have just a conversation about about Christ or anything like that without having invested in them in real ways and really taking care of them well. Those ears stay closed, and it's not it's not why we do that necessarily. We do that because we love people and we want to care for them well. Um, and when we do that, um, they're just much more receptive to to just like Brian said 
stopping by the office and saying, hey, I'm having a rough day. Can you pray for me? Because they know that about us. They know that we will do that for them. Um, they know that we care at the heart of who we are. And so we, we do. We do try to do those kind of things uh, for our people. That's good. I love it. You know, don't you find that sometimes in church world, when all you see is someone one day or maybe a day and a half or two days a week, people can put on a mask and do a lot of pretending, even if they, even if they don't mean anything malicious by it. But when you're with someone every day, you see the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's it's hard to it's hard to wear that mask all the time. So I definitely for for anyone who would say, uh, man, we we want to see all of the the warts, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I would say, well, spend time with them at work when there's stress and and deadlines to meet and people getting sick or not or not showing up. And I know that's a lot of what you all do. Well, and they see all that about us too. That's right. And so <laughs> there right. are certainly those that, for whatever reason, background, maybe have had a bad experience. You know, they they want to see authentic faith, and um, and and sometimes it takes time. And and so that's one of the opportunities that we have in the marketplace. Is is it is an opportunity where. Folks can see us live our faith day in and day out, perfectly or imperfectly. You know, yeah. there's I've done both. You know, and um, but um, if we're if we're willing to be honest and with people, um, both when we struggle and when we succeed, you know, then um, there's a lot of opportunity there. Well, you know, as a follower of Christ, I know that it's it's important how you do your work but as we've said you're also in the people business okay so we're all in the people business really one of the things that i love about your story and, and john referred to this is some of the life transformation that you've seen and i know that's intentional so what i'd like to see if you would we've got some people that have service-based businesses so we have about three different paths that we help walk people through even in our membership and one of those is a service-based business it's either a, a construction company or landscaping or pressure washing or painting or whatever and uh, i love though what, what you all have done over time in developing people and developing leaders and the short version from my perspective what i've heard you all share is that you've there, there was a lot of turnover uh, there were a lot of people that were kind of starting to fall into the to patterns, old, maybe old patterns, and there wasn't really a, a a good success path for them, I think, early on, where they would hit a ceiling, and then that'd be about it, according to their skills. But I love what y'all have done in intentionally helping mentor and apprentice and train people so they, they can actually have some advancement in life. Would you talk some about that? Yeah. So, so kind of like what you described, I mean, when we, when you first start a business, start working with people, you know, it is just figuring out how do you help people really grow um, and really develop in their skills and yet get your work done and the revenue coming in, like it, it all runs together uh, type of thing. And so we were having some challenges. And so uh, one of the things that we did was we started working uh, with a good friend, Jeff McManus on building out a training program for our company. Now we've had to kind of, tweak that and figure out how that works for us and, and, and such. And, but that's, what's been nice about it is that it's allowed us to then begin to think forward about how do we really train people and how do we help them? Like when they come into a position, 
this is the floor of that position. And then every position has a ceiling. It just, it just does. And so how do they then get to the next level of, you know, the next um, place of growth for themselves? And so we try to, we're, we're trying to work to map that out. We definitely don't have it down. It's not perfect yet. Um, but we have sort of developing also Brian and his team on the construction side just developed an apprentice program in particular for people that are, they want to get into the trades, but they don't know much of anything and they want to just try construction out. And so we can bring them into a training program that allows our, our guys that have more skill to be able to train them in the field while they're working to see if they want to, you know, continue on in the field of construction and really become a craftsman or woman. We have women in the field as well. And so opening that door of opportunity uh, for them, because a lot of our trade schools are either they're closing down, they're going out of the high schools or whatever, but we still have a real need for people to know how to build. Um, and I know that's a passion of Brian's as a builder um, himself. So he works um, real hands-on more on that side of things. Um, for me, it's just finding what are ways to help people really grow in our environment, not only just professionally though, but personally too. So one of the things that we say around here is that until you start growing personally, you're really going to struggle to grow professionally. And so how do we help people grow personally? What does that even look like? Um, so we're working to develop some programs around that. Uh, we had started doing some what we call discovery days, where we um, take them off site, and we just have them spend time thinking about what their goals are, what are the things that are they're shooting for, and how to really start discerning that. And a lot of these folks have never had that kind of teaching done. Um, they've never been taught about leadership or how to um, maybe work at their own goals going forward. So we are working at trying to put those things in place. Um, again, we don't we don't have it perfect. We're still sometimes I scratch my head and go, OK, have we gotten very far with this at all? You know, and um, and just helping people to do that. Mm. You know, I can I can see or imagine uh, couples who have served together at a local church in some capacity, uh, even even if one was actually the staff member or the employee and one was sort of the you know unofficial partner. We still we we complement one another most of the time. But I can understand somebody being anxious in transitioning out of local church ministry world where it's almost they can almost step into a a ready-made network and role and, and use their giftedness. When you go back into the marketplace, that's not always the, the case. But in your case, you all have found a way to uh, build a system there where you complement one another. And so I would just uh, ask Victoria, uh, Brian, a pretty good employee? Yeah, most days, most days. He's tolerable. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I could not do this without him. Actually, you know, he he really is that driving force uh, behind behind this company because um, he's a builder. I mean, he's a builder at heart, not just a builder of things. He's amazing craftsman himself, but a builder of people um, and stuff. And so we have learned over the years how to complement one another. We, we haven't killed each other yet. So <laughs> good deal, man. All right. Well, John, I think it's, it's probably a good time to go ahead and make the transition and uh, head backstage for those interested to dive a little bit deeper into this uh, story. And then I do want to talk though about Victoria, if somebody's going through the emotional part of that, especially, and uh, would like to check out your book and, and some resources that would be helpful to them, how would you advise them to do that? We yeah, can put, can, we'll put it in our show yeah. notes as well. Sure. Well, the book is called uh, Daring to Fight When Grit, Grace, and Faith Take Depression Head On. And it really is just my story. Uh, 
that I went through, uh, but also practical steps on how to move out of that dark season, out of that place. And that can just be found um, on Amazon. Any major um, bookseller will have it as well, or you can find it on my website, uh, victoriamittinger.com. Well, thank you both for joining us. We're just so thankful for you all. John, anything else? No, this was real good. And uh, we'll, we'll uh, join you guys backstage here in just a minute. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing with our audience. We're grateful for you. Thanks for having You're us. Welcome. Thanks, guys. Well, there you go. Good stuff from Brian and Victoria. And for those of you that are premium subscribers to our backstage content, or if you're in our membership community, you also have access to our backstage content. Stick around because in just a few minutes, we're going to join Brian and Victoria backstage and hear more of her story about her um, season of real dark depression that she walked through and has come through the other side. She's written a book about it and has served a lot of people out of that story. So stick around and, uh, join us for that. But hey, Les, before we sign off real quick, one thing we want to say and just make people aware of, we pick up new listeners on a regular basis, which we're grateful for. So if you're kind of new to this podcast and and kind of just picking up this, and, and this is one of the first episodes you've listened to, one of the questions we get on a regular basis from pastors that are thinking about the idea of getting into some kind of business of their own is, where do I even begin? Like, I love the idea of having one or more streams of revenue uh, beyond my church paycheck and income, but I don't even know where I would start. We've got something for that, Les. What would you say to that person that's wanting to know where to even begin? Yep. It's very easy to get started. Just go to entrepastors.com forward slash start. And uh, a couple of things will happen. You'll see a way to to, to opt in to get some resources at, to use as prompters. We've got over 50 ideas just to get the creative juices going on what's possible. Some, some things you might intuitively think about, but I promise you there are some things on there that you won't have thought about. And then that'll just kind of help you get things started and get some momentum. And if you want to find out more, feel free to email John at J-O-N, John at entrepastors.com or myself, Les at entrepastors.com. And we'd be glad to help any way we can. Sounds fantastic. Guys, before we sign off, I would just invite you, if you are a fan of the show, if you find this content valuable and helpful to you, would you please share this with other pastors? We're really trying to get the word out to other pastors who need to hear what we're talking about here and need to be a part of this community. So you can share it directly through your social media uh, outlets. You can share it directly through relationships that you have. Another way to get it in front of more people is simply to go to iTunes and give it a rating and review. We'd be grateful for that if you would do that. So thank you guys for being a part of this community. Thank you for listening and uh, for jumping in. We love you. Keep up the good work. And uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. God bless everyone. <music>